This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Bacon Sale. Bacon, bacon, bacon sale love songs. <laughs> foolish, foolish. Some picks are foolish. Listen, listen. Pretend that you listen. I just care about your Kentensack. Kentensack. Wow. Uh, wow, that is three that for three wow. of bad openings for these love song shows. <laughs> I had to keep the tradition. Because we all try to go falsetto. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why don't us pick a Barry White song as an yeah. intro one time? No, You'll bit. never find. Welcome to Bacon Sale. I'm Joel. I'm Kent. And I'm Zach. We'd like to thank you for listening to our last show, the Bacon Salia Winter Olympics. <sighs> Once again, such a random thing that we do it but is. we survived barely yeah yes. i had to luge with skis <laughs> that was awful <laughs> i don't know how that happened and, hey th- th- thanks baby yeah <laughs> double loser that's yeah, true and those i was gonna say the, the outfits uh the scarf was a nice addition but i think we may need more next time because it was cold it's it was kind of a cold. safety hazard as well it got very yeah. awkward in the doubles luge but it yeah is. that's because kent was the little spoon and it was it, was it was interesting to see kind of how people felt about different sports as well like mm-hmm. apparently some people don't like figure skating as much as i do but yeah that's Fine. And snowboarding reigns supreme. It's no, fine. I don't think. That Welcome was to the said. cult of curling. I know. I think. Yeah. yeah, but but that's not what we're talking about today. What are we talking about today, Zach? We are talking about more love songs. Oh. More love songs. Yeah. You mean you talked about love songs before, Zach? Twice. Yes. Back on episode one forty two, when a man loves some love songs. Back in two thousand eighteen, and also episode one ninety one, when a man loves more love songs from February of twenty nineteen. This feels like a 90s slasher sort of theme. I know what you did last summer. <laughs> I still know. In that they get progressively worse. Yep. But yep. the fact well, is... Direct video. I'm on this one, though. <laughs> yeah. They recast Jake for this one. <laughs> yeah. The fact is that we, uh, this as of the first airing of this episode, is on Valentine's Day. So yep. there was no way we could not do... Or Single Awareness Day. That's... Not a thing. It's a thing. Uh, but we decided we were going to revisit that because it's been three it's been three years since we did it. Crazy. And we've picked so many songs. Like I think in the first one we had like twenty eight categories yeah. or something like that. I feel like we used every love song ever made. Well, that's the thing. I was actually mad at you guys because I'm like, I have never played this game before. I've never done any of these categories. And and you saddle me with not being able to use any of the songs before. How many right. songs, Zach? Eighty seven songs have been used on these previous two episodes. And we can't reuse any. And I went through and went Oh, they didn't use this. Oh, they didn't use that. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Why has this never been talked about? And you can't still so many good choices. We have Spotify playlists for both those episodes. You can back if you want to set a romantic mood. Go ahead and, and use our Spotify play the Bacon Cell official Bacon Cell Spotify playlist. You can find it at baconcell.com. And we'll make a new episodes. one and put it on social media and as well. This episode as well, the songs we will talk about will be available on our Spotify playlist, which is free. Spotify is free. You get commercials in it, unless you get an ad blocker. <laughs> but it's free otherwise. So yeah, listen to our Spotify playlist and we hope you enjoy this third installment. Of Love Songs by Bacon Sale. After Dark. So we oh, have. After Dark. <laughs> family friendly. <laughs> so we have a dozen categories here. It's, it's like roses. That is like roses. And we are going to go through these and give answers for each one about the love songs that we picked. Are roses those things you buy at the grocery store like the day of? Yeah. Like you're trying to be romantic? No. Yeah, right? Why would you buy them the day of? They're so expensive. Buy them the day after. They're much cheaper. (laughs) Your wife allows you to buy them the day after? (laughs) Yes, because our anniversary is right around there. So she already got her flowers before. And so she's like, yeah, just give me the cheap flowers. Wow. So yeah. Yeah, For a second, I thought you were going to like out charm me. But really, you're just uh, efficient with your money. That's a nice way to say it. Yeah, exactly. So yes, we have all these songs we're going to be playing for you today. We hope you enjoy them and hope inspires you to feel the romance of the season. Does that sound good? It sounds great. Okay. 
let's jump. The romance is back. Romance is back because of bacon sale. <laughs> but um, n- no, no. But yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll see, see based see. on the songs. Well, let's start off right with a classic. What is your classic love song, Joel? That we haven't used before. That we haven't used before. This, and this is kind of a gimme category. This is kind of just, it's a song that everyone goes, oh yeah, that song. Mm-hmm. That's a love song I like. And you hear it, at the, it's played at all the dances and people dance to it. And so I thought this one was one that, that fit that bill. Good little, oh yeah, faithful oh, by journey. Mm-hmm. I can almost see myself walking up right now and being like, hey, you want to yeah, dance? You want to dance with me? So this song originally came out in 1983, and it was written by the keyboard player Jonathan Kane from Journey. And uh, he started writing the song down, the lyrics down on a paper napkin while he was in a tour bus heading out to Saratoga Springs. And then he completed the song the next day in a half hour. Wow. And he said, I've never had a song come to me so quickly. It was anointed, supernatural. He said it was a spiritual experience, that song coming to him. There you go. The song describes the relationship of a music man with his lover and the difficulties of raising and maintaining a family and staying faithful while touring. That's kind of what it's all about. Wow. So it's kind of sad that soon after the song's released, he was divorced from his wife. (laughs) But that's not what we're... Jinx. I don't want to focus on that. Single awareness day. Uh, Peaked at number 12 on the Billboard Hot 100. And it doesn't really have a chorus. I don't know if you guys have noticed You're right. It's just that I'm forever yours faithfully that's kind of the chorus with more of a refrain oh, nose the no- flute. on the first song note you're busting out the nose flute oh, oh for journey all day but this this was an influential <laughs> song uh when when prince recorded purple rain he actually called jonathan kane and, and was worried that it was too similar to faithfully which i never noticed similarities until i read this interesting and then he said no no it's fine it only st- we only share four chords everything's fine but this definitely feels like a classic. I'm so glad you chose this because I didn't include it in my list. And I'm like, but faithful, he's not there. It felt incomplete. So thank yeah. you. Yeah, that's what I do. Yeah. And it's also funny because this song, oddly enough, I, I took a, a seminary class, which is a religious class when I was in, was in high school. Mm-hmm. And one of the teachers was, a very, was very musically oriented. And he created a song to this tune of the Quorum of the Twelve Names. And to this day, I can sing all the Quorum of the Twelve of that time because of that song. So there's this weird... That's so random. weird religious <laughs> correlation <laughs> with this as well. But yeah, I mean, this came out in 83, yet when I went to high school, with, you know, not too much later, I guess, than that. Sure. It still was being played, and, and it was a theme of one of our dances. And mm-hmm. so I think people really enjoy Faithfully by Journey. So I went a different direction with this. I didn't go school dance because I feel like we covered that so well. Although Faithfully is a perfect choice. I'm going with one of the most romantic songs of all time. And so I oh. chose... Yeah. Something in the way she moves. I mean, it's strange. The Beatles song, Kent. I had to. Yay! Uh, George Harrison, who is not the most attractive Beatle. Uh, he's not the least attractive Beatle. Yeah, sure. Sorry, he Ringo. Is, he is the best Beatle, though. Is he? The, well, we'll save her for the Beatles show. That's never happening. That's yeah. going to oh, happen. Well, we'll get sued, but sure, we're going to try to make it happen. <laughs> but George Harrison wrote this song, and it's just so beautiful. He was 26 when he wrote this. So this is the prodigies that the Beatles were. Yeah. I mean, they can write hooks. They can write something amazing like this. In fact, the lyrics aren't even really all that complex. And it's generally considered a love song that he wrote for his then wife, Patty Boyd, mm-hmm. which we've talked about this a little bit, but like Eric Clapton wrote yes. music for Layla. 
There was a lot going on there. Obviously, they got divorced, as happens in rock and roll. And so George Harrison later said, yeah, that song wasn't about Patty. It wasn't at all. In fact, it was about the Hindu deity Krishna. So something in the way she moves, it was about Krishna, not his, his that wife. That makes it a little less romantic. Right, a little bit. This is the 17th most performed song of the 20th century with 5 million concert performances because it's wow. been covered by everybody. Frank Sinatra, Shirley Bassey, Elvis, Ray Charles, James Brown. This Elvis is something. Did this song? Yeah, which is funny because the time this came out, Elvis was a little bit older as well. Yeah, yeah. It's just a stunningly beautiful song because with the lyrics being so simple, it is still just like, I think musicality is just so beautiful. Well, it's not, a, I was going to say, it's not too much about the lyrics to me as it is that guitar. It's so mm-hmm. good. That dun, 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 dun. I'm doing terrible versions. Falsetto guitar. Dun, we have to for this show. <laughs> But yeah, that's my choice. Something Great choice. Great choice. This is going to be a very positive episode, I feel. Is it? Oh, good job. Uh, wait till some of my hipster choices, and then we'll talk oh, about great. it. Love in the room. You do not deny the love in the room. So I also wanted to think about, when I think about classic love songs, they're just the ones that have stood the test of time. They've been around for a long time. And this is the one that stands out to me, and I can't believe it hasn't been talked about before. Wow. Oh, yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. James. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is a really good one. This is a song that uh, I have, I've always enjoyed. Uh, this is from the musical film Sun Valley Serenade uh, in 1941. In 1960, rhythm and blues singer Etta James recorded an arrangement by Riley Hampton. Um, and then this song was actually inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame in 1999. It took that long to get took in there? that wow. long. To, um, a lyric. I, I have a lyric from all of these songs that, yes. I, that stood out to me. This one is, you smiled, you smiled, oh... And then the spell was cast. And here we are in heaven, for you are mine at last. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Got a little uh, creepy there at the end the there, lotion buddy. on the skin. You are mine. <laughs> <laughs> Still loving the room. Still loving the room. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I just, uh, I've always You ruined it. You ruined the song. <laughs> You're mine no. at last. No. <laughs> this, is, this is the episode people listen to on dates, guys. Oh, Don't do that. Dating. Or not dating. If you're single, it's cool. You can date. And wait, that's true. Wait a minute. You just totally bu- you can go get a heart pizza from Papa Murphy's if you want by please, yourself. Please yeah. don't do that. Please don't do that. I'm doing it right now. As we're listening to the show. <laughs> Next up, we have how you feel after that first kiss. Maybe you scored one after your uh, dance at, for Joel. <laughs> Mine is kind of a gimme. If you know me, you know my love for a certain film. And honestly, it's uh, not the same exact sequence. Uh, but yeah. after I after I get a kiss, like to me, kisses are so fun because sure. there's the there's the freshness of it, <laughs> and it's like generally with people that I I'd be dating, and it's like oh that first kiss was awesome, and because I'm a ball of nerves yeah. generally, and then I I basically am floating afterwards. So I, I I had this as my pick, and I knew you'd pick it, okay. so I changed it. And my choice is absolutely. Wait, wait. I only know like the first three words when I'm off. Well, I Wait a minute. Like a flame that burns a candle. Isn't this the song that Joseph Gordon-Levitt who dances to after in the 500 Days of Summer? Oh, so strange. How about that? When I saw that scene, I was like, yeah. Oh, that's me on film. Like that, his dance, which is a very fantastical dance in a very serious movie, came out of nowhere. Yeah. But he, he's so happy. He looks into a, his reflection in a car mirror or a car window and sees Han Solo wink at him. Yep. It is this, uh, there's a cartoon bluebird on his shoulder, and that is how light I feel after I get that first kiss. 
That makes sense. And I mean, so this is by Hall and Oates, by the way. Yes. So I made my I, dreams come true. By yeah, and I saw this movie in 2009. That's when it came out. And that was when your first kiss was too, right? Well, basically, <laughs> <laughs> I was married at the time. <laughs> but yeah, and so I didn't realize how much of an effect it would have until seven years later when I started dating. Yeah, and I often think of this song after I get that kiss. Makes sense. Yeah. So it's a great song. Yeah. I mean, it's it's funny because love songs don't have to be slow. Mm-hmm. to be romantic and right. that's a great example of that because it's that peppy happy but it's also like it's all about love uh, exactly uh my song actually has a personal connection for me not only is this a great feeling after a kiss but this is actually the song that was played after we were done with the wedding it was like ladies and gentlemen mr and mrs mustard <laughs> and uh this is the song that played you have a lot of like old school picks i yeah, like so it. far this is uh, Dean Martin. How Ain't that a kick in the head? Ain't that a kick in the head? Yes. Huh. That's romantic. I kissed yeah. her and she kissed me. I kicked her, I kissed her and she kissed like me. You just said I kicked her and she kicked, kicked me. She kicked, you know. <laughs> so this song Ain't was... Ain't that a kiss in the head? <laughs> this was originally released on May 10th, 1960. Van Heusen and Kahn are the, the writers. They wrote this song specifically for the 1960 film Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. Uh, though it was initially referred to Ain't That a Kick in the Seat? Oh, okay. But yeah, it a little was less romantic. Sure. It was recorded that for the, uh, for that movie. And again, this is the song that it just feels like, I don't know, it's that dumb feeling of being in love. Mm-hmm. Like it, it really uh, encapsulates a lot of that fun feeling about, you know, when, when those, those types of things happen, first kisses. And like I said, I, when I had just gotten married, uh, my lyric call out in this one is, she's telling me we'll be wed. She's picked out a king size bed. I couldn't feel any better or I'd be sick. This is a fun yeah. song. It a fun song. And it was perfect at your wedding because you were crying yeah. so much. And then all of a sudden, you said your I do's, husband and wife, and the big band comes in. It was an amazing yeah. moment. It was great. Yeah. yeah. Thank and you. the officiator was fantastic, too. He, uh, he was okay. very handsome. He looked good in the suit. Blue he suit looked fine. real good in that suit. Okay, really take good. it easy. Real good. So uh, kind of fun approaches. I like you guys. Ken's got the, the jubilant dancing in the streets. Mm-hmm. Zach's got kind of a goofy feeling to it. And then you get me. And uh, my first kiss... Uh, my kiss is was, this your first kiss ever or how you feel after a kiss? Well, I, I went with kind of my first kiss ever when I was back in uh, oh, okay. seventh grade. Uh, are my kids listening to this? Uh, uh, my first kiss, I was 17 years old. Well, like my first technical kiss, mind you. Yeah. We already talked about that. My yeah. rules mm-hmm. of, of the what rules counts of what doesn't. But I felt like my, my, I count my first kiss as kind of seventh grade. And I'm pretty sure this is what went through my head after I, I, I kissed Melissa. <laughs> but I know I love you. <laughs> like my brain just went. This is obviously true love. That Okay. So wonderful, Aaron Neville. Thank you. This is. Uh, uh, I see a mole growing though. <laughs> yeah. This is "Don't Know Much" by Linda Ronstadt and Aaron Neville. This is actually Linda Ronstadt's song, and Aaron Neville came in on. And oddly enough, I was trying to think of any other song I know by Aaron Neville, and the only one I come up with is "Little People" song. Oh, uh, yeah. Discovering China, discovering me. <laughs> I can't do it. This came out in 1989. Uh, lyrics, I do have lyrics as well, Zach. Uh, look at this man so blessed with inspiration. Look at this soul still searching for salvation. I don't know much, but I know I love you. And that may be all I need to know. And this is. Did you feel in love in seventh grade? I, well, that's I mean, the who thing. doesn't know that yet? I was the lovesick fool. And so it was like, this is obviously true love in seventh mm. grade. <laughs> um, kissing out back behind the elementary school. <laughs> This is not the original song. Uh, the original song was recorded by a guy named 
Barry Mann. And then Bette Midler also did a version of it, as did Bill Medley. So other people did this before, but it wasn't until this one came out that it really, really became a big song. It won the 1990 Grammy Award for Best Pop Performance by a Duo or Group with Vocal and was nominated for Song of the Year. All right. But I just think it's got a great sentiment, and I, I really like the vocals on this one. Yeah. So, I mean, Aaron Neville has a cheesy vocal, but really memorable. Yeah. And that's what it is. It's it's that very unique vocal of his, and Little mm-hmm. Ronstadt's got a beautiful Yeah, she's grace. So there you go. Don't know much, but, but I, I knew I love you. I loved her at the time. Cool. <laughs> Next up, we have the most romantic, best song, Oscar-winning song. Song. <laughs> I think uh, a lot of qualifications yeah, there. You said best, best song. So basically, if it won an best, Acad- best song. any song that won an Academy Award for best original song is a candidate. What's the most romantic yeah, of those? we've chosen a lot of these we in have, the two previous shows. We have. But there are some real bangers we have not. That is true also. Zach, I'm given it's like, what, 90-some-odd years of choices. So yeah, that's a lot of choices. Zach, what do you got? Some with? more romantic than others. Yeah. My choice for this one, uh, I'm surprised, hasn't come up. There's a lot of good choices around this era specifically, but I went with... And can you feel the love tonight? Awkward long neck. Lusty long neck. That's right. That's right. Long neck, lioness eyes. This song, Elton John. Gorgeous. Yeah. Gorgeous song. It's a beautiful thing. I love it. Uh... What's interesting about this song, though, is I don't know any word to it because the words that he sings in the single are different than the words in the movie. What? He's holding back. He's hiding from what I can't decide. Why won't he be the king? I know he is. That's not in this version. Wow. Well, that makes sense. That's in the movie version. That wouldn't make sense if Elton John was thinking about a king. He's not a lion. Yeah, of course. Now, this is from Disney's. <laughs> 19- He's not? <laughs> no. <laughs> you guys didn't notice? <laughs> this is from Disney's 1994 animated film, The Lion King. Oh, oh okay. Not the remake then. Yeah. No, no. Okay. Uh, this song was planned to be sung only by Timon and Pumbaa, but Elton John disliked the comical nature of the concept so much. And then Elton John declared that Can You Feel the Love Tonight was meant to follow the Disney tradition of great love songs and that it could express the lion's feeling for one another better than dialogue could. When your emotions get too big for words, you sing. True. And then my call-out lyric here is, there's a time for everyone if they only learn that the twisting kaleidoscope moves us all in turn. There's a rhyme and a reason. Kaleidoscope was used in this song. Who uses wait, wait. kaleidoscope? That's in wait. every love song. No. Every no. love song talks about kaleidoscopes. Yeah, this is, this is uh, it's and intense songwriting. And it's, Wait, it's, he shows it because it says kaleidoscope? Yes, that's the call-out lyric. You know he always loves the he, kaleidoscope he lyrics. Yeah. I do, I do. What do you got, Joel? Okay, so we have used a lot of these before. Yeah, we have. Like, we, we I probably would have picked, I'm just going to say this right now, I probably would have picked things like Falling Slowly or My yeah, Heart Will Go that On. That was my first choice. Which yeah. are amazingly romantic and amazingly beautiful. But this one, I think, just makes you kind of melt. <laughs> wow. What? Lose yourself Is in this the a Joel joke moment? It's a Joel joke. Of course it's a Joel joke. Oh, man. I'm not picking Eminem for you my You make editing pick. so much harder, Joel. <laughs> I give you the clip. Uh, no, I, I actually chose uh, this one. Nice. Oh, can't lift me. Oh! Wait, you think a falling sound effect? Yeah. <laughs> I can't pick you up. Uh, so this one, I've Had the Time of My Life by Bill Medley uh, from the Righteous Brothers and Jennifer Warnes. Uh, this is recorded in, uh, released in 1987. I just, the lyrics are so cute. You're the one thing I can't get enough of. So I'll tell you something. This could be love because I've had the time of my life. 
and I owe it all to you. I did talk about this song already on episode 112, but it was a soundtrack and feels yeah. episode mm-hmm. when we were talking about you bought the album for one song. Because this is such a cute, cute song. Uh, this won the Academy Award for Best Original Song, of course, as well as a Golden Globe and a Grammy Award. And I really just do think as much as I dislike that movie, because I don't like Dirty Dancing, sure. I think this song is magical and romantic, and I enjoy it so much. And it's so fun, much. too. Yeah. Apparently, they were they were going to use a Lionel Richie song for the movie, but it didn't fit right. Mm-hmm. And then they were asking a bunch of people to do this song, but no one wanted to do music for Dirty Dancing because they thought it was a different type of movie. And uh, finally, once they got a person to do the song, it turned out great. That's a solid choice. Thank you. All right. For mine, I'm, I think, taking a page out of your guys' book. I'm going back to 1936. Nice. Someday, when um. I'm awfully low. Oh, when the world is cold. Yeah, this is a cute one. I will Isn't it so dang cute? The way you, you look, look tonight. tonight. So this song is by Fred Astaire. It's in the movie Swing Time. That's what it won the Oscar for. And he's playing the piano. Like basically in this scene, Ginger Rogers is washing her hair. She doesn't feel very pretty. She's getting ready for the night. And he just basically Ginger Rogers is adorable. Right? And he basically says you're always beautiful and let me express through song just how yeah and it's like no matter how you look you look amazing this yeah. the way you look tonight is exactly how i think uh, i, I think love he you most. Uh, wrote that song you don't know you're beautiful uh right during that time yeah yeah, yeah that yeah. too yeah exactly <laughs> it's covered by frank sinatra Bing crosby and his wife i mean i think popularized by frank sinatra mm-hmm. even though it did win the oscar but like you know frank sinatra yes. took it around tony bennett phil collins i did that for you joel and rod stewart yeah absolutely but it's such a sweet song and i think there are like better overarching love songs, maybe like from Officer and a Gentleman or yeah, Top uh, Gun, long, for yeah. example. Yeah. But this one is a direct song to someone saying, I don't care how you look because you're beautiful right now. Aww. I just thought it was so that's, super sweet. That's adorable. Yeah. Love on this show. So much love. So much love. Well, let's, let's continue the love, but let's jump to a, another distant land. What is your favorite foreign language love song? This was kind of fun because I do have a couple of songs in my playlist that I have some uh, French ones, some Spanish ones, some German ones, uh, all sorts. But, of course, I had to go to Portuguese Yeah, with this song that you guys won't know. What are you talking about? This is my favorite song. What's the name of it? It's on three of my playlists. Oh, I can't pronounce it. Yeah, don't ask that to pronounce anything. Who's it by? Batman. No, this is... Uh, <laughs> Batman. So this is Quero de Maish by Santa Maria. Bless okay. Which is, they're, they're a Portuguese band. This came out in จะกันเซลฟจัสฟาซเมลันบราดะควันโดเทมโปคุนาเซปอร์ตุกัลจะยูฮิตยูฮิตยูฮิตยูฮิตยูฮิตยูฮิตยูฮิตยูฮิตย
I enjoy I it. Love I love it. It's, it's going to be on our playlist. I listen to it. It's on Spotify. Bless you. And I think I kind of struggled with this one because I was like, oh, what sounds the most romantic? Because like you, I have a bunch of French music that I'm like, oh, that sounds so pretty. But I don't have like a personal attachment to it. Maybe okay. it's not my favorite. Well, I found out I was going to make a joke pick, a Joel pick there. Oh, of, sure. Yeah. Of Duhast. Right. Ooh. But I found out it actually is kind of a love song. You, you hate me? It's not hate. Uh, host, H-A-S-T, is have. So it's like you have me. Were H-A-S-S-T? we lied to? Yeah, H-A-S-S-T. Well, it's kind of, they're doing a play on words of if they're saying have or hate. That's kind of what they're doing. I talked to my German buddy. And he you, you have, you have me. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. It might be not romantic. But that's the thing. But we don't, it's so like, stern. It, ha- it doesn't sound like a love song, but it, it may be. Because it's, it's German. Oh, so. oh yeah. Ich yeah. Speaking of German. Kronkenwagen. You guys won't know this song either. And it's, it's, my it's, one. it's more poppy. Who sings it? Uh, Meine Tante. Right. So German. It's very German. It doesn't really sound romantic. So that's the thing. The uh, the beat of this song is actually it's more poppy. It's more radio friendly. Um, but once it gets to the chorus, and it, once again, this will be on the playlist, and I think everyone should explore. Is it on Spotify? Have you confirmed that? Uh, probably. No, it is. It absolutely is. the The singer's name is Mark Forster, and the song is called "Chore," which is choir or choirs. Okay. And so. It's the lyrics of this song that make it beautiful. And also the chorus is amazing. So he's talking to his partner and he says, you always put yourself down. You're really self-defeating. Like, why don't you love yourself as much as the high esteem that everyone holds you at? You don't know you're beautiful. Yeah, basically. Oh, oh, oh. And then he says, I want to run through the street and tell everyone how much I love you. I want to roll the red carpet for you. And basically praising her. And then the chorus is, and the choirs sing for you. And it kind of repeats that. Mm -hmm. And it's this really beautiful message about reassuring the one you love. I'm validating them to the point where they know they're special, mm-hmm. even though they may not feel that way. Hmm. I'll so, listen to the whole thing. It, like I said, it, like I was thinking, it's like the song doesn't sound romantic, but it's my favorite foreign love song. And I, I really love the message. So, okay. yeah, Chore by Mark Forster. And it has nothing to do with any sort of German experiences or anything like that. So don't worry about that. That's what I was wondering. I no, don't, don't worry about that. It truly actually doesn't. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like I went with like another softball here. This is this is definitely one of my favorite just love songs. Uh, I get good feelings every time I hear it. I've actually like slow danced with you know my wife in the kitchen to this song. Aww. Uh, it's it's great. Uh, we're gonna go to France, gentlemen. Um, I spell back slowly. It's fine. La Vie en Rose uh, is French for life in pink. This was originally written in 1945, but popularized uh, in 1946 and then released as a single in 47. So, I mean, this song goes way back. Uh, But as I was looking at it, there is also a 1977 version by Grace Jones who was in A View to a Kill, James Ooh, Bond movie. She's uh, terrifying. Yes, yeah, she, she is. But she, she has a version of the song. It's all right. It's all right. Uh, you know, there's an uh, English version of the song. But uh, one of my favorite lyrical lines uh, from this song is, Das you qui font passer le me, que c'est book. Be still my heart. I know. Zach. I am so sorry to specifically my wife for that <laughs> that whole exchange. She parlays the Francais? See. Si. 
<laughs> oh no oh uh but uh living on rose it, it's seriously it's just such a good song and honestly use it as like a starter on like pandora or spotify radio mm-hmm. use that as the first song yeah. and let it create a radio off that song and you will just get this fun uh kind of a quirky french music that comes through great easy listening mm-hmm. uh for the background and one that i'd always recommend and you can find in the hallway of a hotel yes great. you can it's awesome <laughs> perfect Done. Next up, sometimes you're in love and it's happy, and sometimes things are devastating. What is your most devastating love song, gentlemen? All right, it's time to go hipster. Of course. Are we ready? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that the German song was very well known, obviously. Uh, very, uh, mainstream. So uh, I'll play a little bit of this one, and I'll tell you a little bit about it after. This song is called I Lied. It's by Lord Huron, uh, featuring Alison Pontier. And uh, this song is all... It's like, supposed to be a foreign language one for this one, Kev. Uh, Pontier. I'm borrowing from Zach's accent real quick. Uh, but Oy. the next lyric is, I bore a flame that burned a thousand suns for you, but it died. Told you I could never love somebody else, but I lied. And this whole song is like, I gave you all these promises... And it always ends in the chorus with, but I lied. Oh. And it's so sad. And then it, uh, she jumps in at the end, and it's almost like she's finishing reading the letter from him. And it's so devastating. I was actually given the song after a breakup uh, by buddies. Like, oh, that reminds me of a song. Listen to this. I'm like, oh, I don't need a breakup song. I have enough of those. And I listen. I'm like, and I cried. Oh, that's so sad. Mm-hmm. And it really is one of these just overly emotional Way too epic for its own good. Well, it sounded like very kind of like almost dreamlike. It, yeah, it's dreamlike. Yeah. Very much so. Okay, I like the sound of it. Yeah. So I lied by Lord Huron. Okay. Very indie, but you know, forgive me. Ah, we've come to expect the yeah. indie from you, Ken. Yeah, of course. Of course. Gentlemen, you know what's devastating? Having to watch a Michael Bay movie. Just in general. Where are you going with They're this? They're very devastating. Lincoln Park? Are you going to play Lincoln Park? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, I'm sad every time I have to see one. But then sometimes I'm sad because, uh, well, Kate Beckinsale is involved here. Oh. In my dreams, so, so imagine that you have your, your child and go and visit the grave of that child's biological father. <laughs> but he has since passed away in World War II. And Faith Hill here. I love Faith Hill. Very accurately describes the feelings of devastation that are felt by Kate Beckinsale in 2001's Pearl Harbor. This power ballad was officially offered. Uh, early I feel like on you're to, mocking me to uh, Celine Dion. <laughs> uh, who I just cried. I may actually get emotional during mine. <laughs> this, this is a legitimately emotional song, right? Uh, this was originally offered to Celine Dion, who turned it down because she didn't want to do another romantic power ballad for well, a I movie. Mean, yeah, Pearl two Harbor years was basically after trying to be Titanic. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And then the lyric here, again, fitting with the, the Pearl Harbor thing. In my dreams, I'll always see you soar above the sky. In my heart, there always be a place for you. For all my life, I keep a part of you with me. Only in <sighs> dreams. Love it. It's, it's just, it's a heartbreaker. Also heartbreaking is how bad that movie is. But you're, you're not an ugly crier. You're just an insincere crier. That's true. <laughs> That's true. What can I say? All right, Joel, what do you got? Full confession. Mm-hmm. I did cry 
while uh, listening to this song on repeat. Stop it. I literally did. And I wrote you guys. You remember me writing you? Yeah. Saying, you yeah. jerks. I'm cry- Is it normal to cry yeah, during research? True. This song, the music alone gets me, but I will play it for you and I will do my best not to get emotional as I discuss this song. Say something, I'm giving up on you. Okay. I'm going to do my best now. So this is Say Something by Great Big World and Christine Aguilera. This is not Pink, and it is not uh, the guy from uh, Fun. That is a different song. Okay. Uh, but I get them mixed up. So I'm they both came out in 2013. Actually, uh, Great Big World originally wrote this song in 2013 and released it in September, and it didn't really go anywhere. It was just a solo version, them singing it, nothing major. And then it was featured on So You Think You Can Dance during a performance, and Christina Aguilera saw it and or the, the song gained attention and she's like, I need to collaborate with this person. So she contacted them. And then a couple months later in November, they re-released it as the duet version with what? the two of them. And it uh, probably skyrocketed, right? And it did. This became a huge hit and it, it the haunting piano music starts it out. Mm-hmm. And then just the whole point of this song is a relationship that's about to end and they're begging the other person to just say anything to help save the relationship because they're like, I'm, I'm almost done. And it's just so heartbreaking to me. So then I started getting kind of emotional about that. Sure. Oh, by the way, I, I need to mention the cover version on Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. My wife absolutely loves and she made me bring it up right now. Okay. There you go, darling. You've done That's your job. You. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's actually, she does a really good job on that too. But then I heard about the video. So I went and watched the video and the video is uh, the, a great big world and Christina Aguilera is singing with the piano. But then it has these actors portraying like a couple who's no longer like, like a young couple, boyfriend, girlfriend, and these uh, middle-aged people who are fighting. And then it has this older couple and the, the wife is in a hospital bed and the older husband like craw- crawls into bed and he's just like bawling. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm almost <laughs> going to lose it. But it got me, it devastated me. And I was sitting there just like crying my eyes out. And just, I guess it's just the idea of this, just this humility of this person just being like, I don't want this to end, but mm-hmm. it's going to unless something happens. Yeah. It got me. So, yes, this uh, peaked at number four on the Billboard Hot 100 and has sold over six million copies in the United States since then. And I only have a little bit of water in my eyes right now. Oh, <laughs> good feelings. Divine Comedy, uh, not when I was in it. This is after. This is uh, about three years ago. They came out with a parody mm-hmm. uh, called Win Something. And it was about BYU football team, how I'm always going to be a BYU football fan, but win something, I'm giving up on oh. And it was at the time, it was a dark period. Sure. But, yeah. I, but I totally felt that at the time. <laughs> also made me cry. So, <laughs> yeah. There you go. Good Say choice. something. Good choice. Wow. All right. Oh, that was that was hard uh, for all of us, I believe. But uh, let's continue on something that's kind of difficult, which is the love song that it was hard to dance to. I'm guessing, I don't know about you guys. I went with like the mid-tempo songs that are a little bit difficult. Yeah, when you get to yeah. the dance, you don't quite yeah. know how to do it. So this this is a song that I like firsthand had to deal with um, back in junior high. Sorry about that. This is a song that would come on and people would be like, do we slow dance or do we not? And it was a I'm very... I'm going to visualize what I would do in this dance it's a very, possibly even try. Yeah, it was a very popular song at the time, especially for junior high. <laughs> Everyone is just... I miss you, I miss you. Hey, nobody knew what to do. This is like the more romantic song of Blink-182, though. But how do you dance to it? Just with your upper body. Very it's kind of like too. this. And it's, you, a, it's kind of a... It's like point of the ceiling, kind of point of the right. DJ. No, people literally, like, 
hands on hips, like three feet apart, what? tried to slow dance to this song. <laughs> to the scratchy voice of Tom DeLonge. Yeah. Where are you? <laughs> um, yeah, so this song was released on February 2nd, 2004. Uh, the song was inspired by The Cure's song, The Love Cats, and also contains references to The Nightmare Before Christmas. And then I think everybody's favorite, favorite lyric from this is, Where are you? And oh, I'm so sorry. I can't sleep. I cannot dream tonight. That should be everyone's alarm clock. Oh, oh. Yeah. could you imagine, imagine waking up to that? <laughs> oh, I hate the mornings. I'm awake. No, I'm. I really like this whole album. And Th- this is a good album. I've, I own it. It's. It's. Uh, I've listened to it multiple times. And and this song was everywhere back then. Yeah. And uh, I, again, I like this song. I miss you by Blink One Eighty Two. I miss you by Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah. And it, but it was not. It's good a good for point. Dance. I have no idea how to dance to this. No, song. you wouldn't. Yeah. yeah. Nobody does. Joe, what do you got? The following is based on true events. Mm. <laughs> Imagine, uh, if you will, that I am at a party in ninth grade. Uh, this is a surprise party for I'm, me. And I've so never been to a party. Me, me so. and my group of friends in a basement of someone's house, and one of the guys is just playing music. All right. And like I an, go, on an acoustic guitar or what's going on? No, no, on? like on, on, on uh, like okay. I think it was a boombox player or sure. something. Yeah. But and I go up and request one of my favorite love songs, which is this one. So I walk oh, up. I haven't thought about the song in forever. I walk up to the girl that I wanted to dance with, and I'm like, hey, do you want to dance? Is this music playing right here? She's like, yeah, sure. And I put my hands on her waist. She puts her arms around my neck. And we start swaying, and I'm like, this is the coolest thing ever. I am dancing to an amazing, romantic love song called Olamor. And then the beat kicks in. And all of a sudden, I looked around the room, and everyone... And you drop your hands. <laughs> Everyone kind of dropped their hands yes. and kind of like Does looked the, at me like, shuffle. what the heck? Why'd you choose this song? And I felt like the biggest idiot because I love this song. Yeah. And it's all about love. Uh, well, it's about heartache. So uh, you knew how the song was going to transition. My, my mind was not functioning properly at that time. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I saw a razor and I'm like, oh, Ola Moore, one of yeah. my favorite razor songs. Put that on. It's a love song because Ola Moore, the love. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> and then it gets real fast. How did you dance? Can you do a little uh, impression? A <laughs> little bobbing, little. It's really good podcasting. <laughs> no, actually, it, <laughs> yeah. it was a really awkward conversation after that. And I felt like I let the whole party down. Like, I really. Did you feel like you had to ask her to dance again? Uh, I eventually, yes. We got of her course. to dance her again. But yeah. This is uh, and it's it, this is actually a couple of different versions of Olamore. Uh, this is the one, the single release, and this is the one that appears on all their compilation albums. Lyrics: Looking for you, you were looking for me. Always reaching for you, you were too blind to see. A love of my heart, why leave me alone? I'm falling apart, no good on my own. Yeah, this actually got really popular in dance clubs, which I didn't know in ninth grade at, at that party. But uh, like Euro trash dance clubs, yes, definitely, yes, of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, Ola Moore is a fantastic song. It's just very, very difficult to dance to. <laughs> All right, my choice is. How does she know that you love her? <laughs> what? Think about it. Right, right here. How do you show her you love her? Stop. I mean, how do you, how do you dance to this song? Because everyone, it's like you're dancing like Elaine. You're like, hey, what's up? And yes, there is a full dance to this in, in, in Enchanted. By the way, this, this song, if you don't know, it's That's How You Know by Amy Adams. This is a well-choreographed scene, but there's only one moment where there's actual dancing. Mm-hmm. But it's basically just vignettes of people coming in and doing their own little parts. Because, yeah, you can't really dance this as much as you can run around the, the yeah. floor with your arms out. You're like Sound of Music style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and that's it. But I mean, not like you would hear this at a school dance, but at the same time. I was going to say, what dances are you going to? Uh, Disney themed dances. <laughs> yeah. No, this, I, I've heard this at daddy daughter dances. Oh, and it does kind of slay. Honestly, oh, it's but it just, but daddy it's daughter dance. You can pick them by their exactly. arms and swing them around. Yeah. It's so cute, and you can twirl them around and stuff like that. But, but it, it's it still, does take a while. To it's get going. it's a little too just jazzy. Yeah, yeah. There's too much beach vibe about it, and I can't imagine dancing to this and keeping my uh, pride. I just love so. I love imagining guys that when people put on our Spotify playlist to like during a date and it's like you know all romantic <laughs> and all of a sudden how does she know that you love her? <laughs> yeah, Kent's choices always kind of take the, the playlist <laughs> in a different direction. Not just You're kids. welcome. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's look within right here and do a song about uh, self worth or self love. Kent, I believe this was your category that you put on the on the list. Well, I mean, let's let's call it out. This is a hard day for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Valentine, it, it, Valentine's like, you know, Day. I joke Not about... Not the day Bacon Cell comes out. <laughs> Mondays are really <laughs> difficult. Oh, well, they are. They are. They are. Um, but we make them better. Actually, they're my day off, so I like them. Okay. Then Mondays are the best day of the week. Yeah. But I joke about Single Awareness Day, but no, they're... A lot of people who may not have someone in their life, mm-hmm. I think it, the real journey for them is loving who they are, yes. is finding that independence and realizing their self-worth. And so I really yeah. wanted to add this category just as kind of like a, this is probably prime. Mm-hmm. This is the foundation before anything else, any of the other oh stuff can happen. Well, but Kent's being sincere. Therapy helped. That was weird. Wow. Yeah, I know. Uh, but no, here's the funny thing, Kent, is that when you put one, when this one got voted in on the list, mm-hmm. I was like, what? What song will fit that category? Right. And then I found this song and I realized it's the only song that should be chosen for this Ooh, category. Because this is the ultimate choice. The greatest love of all by the one and only Whitney Houston. Yeah. The greatest love of all is easy to achieve. Learning to love yourself is the greatest love of all. Is this I Believe That Children Are Our Future? That's the song. The messaging gets a little weird. No, it's all about finding the love within yourself. Yeah. And while I really enjoy the the cover version uh, in Coming (laughs) to America, this one is the version of it that I really, really appreciate. Uh, It's originally written by Michael Masser, uh, who composed the music, and originally recorded in 1977 by a guy named George Benson for a movie called The Greatest, which was a biopic of the boxer Muhammad Ali. Mm-hmm. The greatest is that the, the greatest love of all was supposed to be for him. But then Whitney Houston came yeah, out with it. He wasn't shy on that. No. Right. Uh, but then great Whitney Houston revolutionized the song by taking off the word the, so it's just greatest love of all, Oh, and made it into her song. This became like her Facebook. third biggest hit. And uh, but then Gordon Lightfoot, do you guys know who Gordon mm-hmm. Lightfoot is? He's a singer. Uh-huh. He filed a lawsuit against Michael Masser because the song "Greatest Love of All" stole 24 bars from Lightfoot's hit "If You Could Read My Mind." Oh, and it's it's really when you listen to wasn't that can, in Superman? Yeah, <laughs> <That's not laughs> yeah, it was. It's <laughs> <laughs> flying around with Lois Lane. Oh. But uh, it was settled out of court, and the, the songwriter of this song, "Greatest Love of All," issued an apology to Gordon Lightfoot because there was some. No money, but an apology. I think though it's settled out of court, so there could have been some money. Settled out of court always means money. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. But I just, I listened to this song, and and aside from Whitney Houston having a powerful and main voice, and I'm happy to include her on any one of these lists. Certainly. This song, Greatest Love of All, I feel like is the theme for self-worth and self-love. It's a great choice. I actually thought you were going to choose mine, though. I chose a cover of the original. It is probably the third or fourth or fifth cover of this, but I love this version the most. Okay. Oh. Muse. I had to add Muse. Don't know. It sounds like Muse, though. 
you don't know this song? You, you don't know this song. I don't know this song. You know how I feel. It's a new dawn. It's a new, it's a new day. day. It's, a new it's a new life for me. You thought I was gonna pick this. And song. I'm feeling good. You've never oh. been feeling good. Feeling good. Nina Simone. At, at the end there. It, yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe the Michael Bublé. Yes. I, it, it was. The, I expect horns to come in right then. Yeah. So yeah. So it's it's a very. There's definitely more romantic versions of the song, but this version of the song is uh, from Muse's 2001 album, Origin of Symmetry, which is perfect from start to finish. Yes, it's their best album. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And I just love, I love the power in this one, but I love just the messaging. And it, it's simple. Birds flying high, you know how I feel. Sun in the sky, you know how I feel. And it's just everything about it. It's very nature driven, but it's like, I am at my best. I am feeling my best in this moment. And I just think kind of having that self-worth and being like, I'm at the top of my game and no one can stop me. Okay. And I'm feeling good. I love this so much. And this was actually written for a Broadway play called The Roar of the Grease Paint, The Smell of the Crowd in 1964. That was the name of the play? Yeah. Great That's a title. long title. And then Nina Simone saw it and she's like, uh, can I make that a single? And so the next year it became a huge single for her. Yeah. And covered by everyone else since. But, but that, that's the version you're going to have on the Spotify playlist. Feeling good. It'll be Muse. Yeah. Okay. Yes. It's the, the version I listen to most. All right. Mine is is not only about, I guess, positive self-love, but it's also really a theme of empowerment for someone I am not, which is a woman. Uh, but it is a very popular song for that, and uh, an anthem, if you will. Oh, yeah. Take care of TCB. What does she say there? We'll take talk care about that. Well, that. That's my uh, take care of TCB. That's my chosen lyric for this song. R e s p e c t. Find out what it means to me. R e s p e c t. Take care TCB. Yeah, which is short for taking care of business. So she says, take care, taking care of business. Well, she says respect R e s p e c t. So it's in theme. I guess. Yeah, seems like a conflict. I always yeah. love that song, but that lyric always confused me. Yeah, it's, it confuses everybody. But it's yeah, take care TCB. That sounds like something you'd write in a yearbook. TCB, yes. yes. Take yeah. care, TCB. Tags. <laughs> uh, this song was written originally and recorded by American soul singer Otis Redding. In oh, so good. Yeah. And then uh, Aretha Franklin took it and kind of rearranged it, and it became her defining hit. And like I said, an anthemic, like you know, power ballad, if you will. Yeah. For you basically, know, like, get out of my way. Yeah, if you're I've got me. this, and it, it gives you that feeling of like, yeah, you got this. You can do anything you want. Like, yeah. go you. You don't need no man. Like, it's it's fun that way. And obviously, it's it's fun to listen to, fun to sing along with, and Belt everybody out. knows yeah. that song, right? All right, now we're gonna go <laughs> kind of classic bacon sale, uh, dark humor, maybe <laughs> okay. with the they ain't gonna make it. <laughs> yes, this is one that I that I wanted on the list because this is more. You listen to some songs and you're just like, yeah, that couple's not going to make it, and so that's kind of what we're going with here. I struggled with this one the most because really? there were a lot of songs. Oh, man, I want to give honorable mentions, but maybe I'll save no, them. No, we for don't do honorable show. mentions. Uh, we can't repeat. We, we can't do honorable mentions. Those no. are the rules of the love song shows. I had this song as a selection for another category, but the more I looked at the lyrics, I was like, this is unhealthy. There's no way this relationship is going to last. Uh-huh. You should know it by now. I want to do Back in the USSR. Oh, oh. <laughs> there it is. I'm seeing the music video. I had to throw in the airplane because everyone knows the airplane. I was thinking it was le- uh, not leaving on a jet plane or My Back in the USSR. I mean, it could have been anything. No one I mean, should we sing it? Wait, why aren't they going to... 
Why are they going to make it? They are not going to make it. Tell me why they're not going to make it, Kent. Ain't nothing but a heartache. (laughs) Tell me why, Kent. Ain't nothing but a mistake. This song makes no sense first off, right? No. It's called I Want It That Way. That is never described. What is that first off? Like... They're not even describing the what they want. It's the thing that Meatloaf won't do. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, that makes, yeah. That makes that. a lot makes a lot of sense. Even Kevin Richardson said, there are a lot of songs that don't make sense, but make you feel good when you sing along to them. And this is one of them. This song is full of contradictions because I'm saying it's from a very prideful person because the, the Backstreet Boys basically are saying, I want it that way. No, uh, no. Believe me when I say, I want it that but way. But also they say, I want to hear you say, I want it that no, way. No, they say... They never want to hear you say, I want it that oh way. Gosh. And it repeats, no, no. And it repeats it several times. And they say, it's too late when I say I want it that way. And the end of the song says, yeah. I never want to hear you say, and then don't want to hear you say, I want it that way. And then they say, because I want it that way. And I'm like, wow. get it. Because it's basically a long distance. Hypocrisy. Re- it's a long I distance relationship. I never thought of it that way. Yeah. And they keep, it's just miscommunication. And you can't keep those kind of relationships working Without communication. And so it's just, um, it's mixed messaging here. That makes sense. What is that way? Why don't they want their partner to want it that way? And they want it that way. Tell me why. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't didn't know why I had two syllables until I heard that song. Why? Tell me why. (laughs) And this is basically a prequel to their song, The Call. Have you heard that one? No. No. When it's like a phone call, it's like, my phone's out of batteries. The service is bad. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be trapped in the closet. Yeah, basically. But it's basically the Backstreet Boys cheating on whoever they're uh, right. in a relationship with, with. So, yeah. Huh. Yeah, that's You've back changed in that, the... thought, that thought for me. Yeah, it makes no sense. And granted, no, it doesn't. can you blame the Backstreet Boys? Because they didn't write their own music. No. They just sing it. Just, and what? And they looked <laughs> I know, right? Just looked good doing it. They're talented? They are. Yeah. Technically. They were the talented group between them and NSYNC. Mm, just saying save it for instinct versus backstreet boys show. yeah this song did reach number one in 25 countries though so i mean obviously it was everywhere you, you remember high school and you remember those people that had those kind of aggressively passionate relationships yes they were like way too into each other yeah and you're like that's never gonna work well they actually wrote a book series about it and made some movies brand of heroin <laughs> this is a thousand what are you years. talking about spider monkey <laughs> this is a thousand years by christina perry this was written for twilight saga breaking dawn part one. Oh, the best of the lot yes yes wow yeah, this <laughs> song was written about the love affair between edward and bella the vampire the, and the blank page <laughs> and the boring nothingness um but yeah i mean again even looking at the lyrics I have died every day waiting for you. Darling, don't be afraid. I have loved you for a thousand years, and I'll love you for a thousand more. Doesn't that feel overly aggressive? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those expectations are way too high. Not only am am I going to say that they ain't going to make it, like Edward and Bella, really? Like, once it's all settled down, are they really going to stay <laughs> together? Leave for a bit, a werewolf. Wait, but they're sh- going to be together for a long time. Yeah, is so that always going to work? Isn't the song true then? No. She's immortal now? I, I She'll be around. Not for long. Buffy, I don't think Buffy th- knows where they live. Yeah. I don't think they'll be together the whole time. Just around. He's going back to high school to meet more girls. Uh-huh. Probably. Kind of weird. Gross. But then any like real life couple who latched onto this song at the time, I feel like that's an instant like red flag of like, oh, maybe this isn't the best idea for a relationship. That's <laughs> so a sorry case. if so you, you judge people. Sorry oh, if you, you like did. that song. But no, this is not good. This is not good. 
Although, I mean, I, I got to be honest, I kind of like the song a little bit. Wait, it's, what? It's got, it's like, got a nice like swinging melody to it. Christina, she's got a couple songs that are like not bad, but uh, yeah, if, yeah. If, if it, you like, it's if, it's too heavy for young love. I if, feel. Yeah, if this is your yes. song, and I'm talking like high school, right? If this yeah. is your song, you're you're need to it's maybe take love. a couple of like extracurricular classes instead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, back off of that relationship. Yeah, mine's a little more uh, mature relationship, but I think this relationship is doomed. Yeah, similar idea. Mm-hmm. Yes. I actually really like this. It's, it's a musically a very interesting. Yes. So this one, Just Give Me a Reason by Pink and Nate Ruiz. Ruiz, who actually is the guy from Fun. Yeah. And it is Pink. Never also fun. came out, oh. yeah, first came out in 2013. But the, the reason I don't think this is going to work is because like the song starts out with her, with her saying, Now you've been talking in your sleep. Uh-oh. <laughs> Things you never say to me. Uh-oh. Tell me that you've had Uh-oh. enough of our love, our love. Uh-oh. And then he replies, I'm sorry. I don't understand where all this is coming from. I thought we were fine. Your head is running wild again. My dear, we still have everything. Like it, sh- she hears him talking in his sleep and she's like, oh, he's cheating on me. And he's like, you just had a weird dream. Why are you getting all worked up about this? Yeah. Like I, I honestly think they're broken and not just bent. <laughs> when I talk in my sleep, I talk to the monsters crawling on the floor. <laughs> so and she, she'd think you were cheating on Uh-oh. her. Chloe Kardashian's hands? What? <laughs> now, this was... Oh, oh, yeah. Well played. This was uh, this song attained worldwide success and topped the charts in 21 countries. It's Pink's fourth number one single on the Billboard Hot 100. And originally, it was just her singing it. But then she realized it needed to be a conversation. And so she brought in... Oh, uh, with Nate someone with a higher to, voice than she has. Yeah. I understand. But I, the thing is, like, I really do... Nose. I do like this song. But this couple has issues, and they are not going to make it. A good call. They're like, we can love again. And I'm like, yeah, but with other people. because Both not of together. your songs had to do with characters that watch people while they sleep. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Intriguing. Mm. Yeah. So, it's a theme. So is was yours um, from Brandon Routh in Superman Returns? Yeah, absolutely. That, that been, <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. He wants it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to pick that love the way you love. No, no, you can't. But, you know. That's already been picked. Exactly. Okay, that one's already picked. Exactly. Okay, yeah, yeah. I couldn't. Well, we were a little, maybe a little negative on that one. Um, let's get let's get real positive with the well. That's just cute category. <laughs> that's exactly how I wrote it. <laughs> the inflection was perfect, Zach. Um, mine is a song that, uh, for parents, might be a little overplayed. For many cynics, it might be a little cheesy. I'm sure Kent hates it. Oh, I hate it already. But um, this is an adorable song and one of two songs that I know how to play on the ukulele. I have a dream. From Pixar's short uh, Lava It came out before Pixar's Moana No No. That came out before Pixar's Inside Out Uh, 2014 Um, Like I said, this is one of two songs I know how to play on ukulele Because it's three chords That's it If you want to be fancy, you can add a fourth that's made up. But Zach, uh, it's a sweet song, and I like it. Okay, okay. I love it. It's an mm. adorable song, <laughs> and it's it, just cute. It, the, the animation with it is sweet, and then yes. kind of the backstory uh, of it uh, is uh, Israel Kamakabiba Ole and his wife Marlene. Merry uh, Christmas. Yeah, I like. It. I just call him Is. Yeah, Is. Um, yeah. Or was, but um, oh, yeah. got dark too yeah. soon. <laughs> but, it's the cute category, yeah, you yeah. jerk. Yeah. But anyway, it's a song. You know, it was based on on, on them, and uh, it was just really cute. Again, the lyrics: uh, "I have a dream. I hope will come true that you're here with me and I'm here with you." And then tied in with the animated sequence of, you know, with this lonely volcano who just wants somebody to hang out with. It's just sweet and cute. And again, if you do have a ukulele, it's super easy to play. 
Uh, sing it to your kids. Sing it with your kids. It's really fun there. We too. call them ukuleles here in the mainland. If, if you were to say uke, would you say ook? <laughs> um, I've heard it said uke. Would you never? Would you I never do, shorten I, the word? Ukulele. Ukulele. You say cucumber? Yes, <laughs> I do. Yeah, always. For mine, I I could have picked this for another category, but I decided to go with it here. I just called to say this we have not what a best you. song this is the best original song winner this one out against uh, against all odds by phil collins footloose from footloose and ghostbusters from ghostbusters oh big year this is from the uh, movie lady in red or woman in red excuse me but th- the reason i think this is just cute is because the whole point of the song is this this guy surprising his significant other with an unexpected telephone call mm-hmm. he's saying i don't need any sort of holiday like no halloween no new year's day no, whatever. Like, I'm just calling to tell you I love you. And I'm like, that is so adorable. Yeah. And it's Stevie Wonder. He's adorable, too. But also, I, I think it's kind of funny because I'm going to bring up Portugal for another time on this on this episode. But there was a guy I knew over there who thought the lyrics were, I just called to say a lobos, which means there are wolves. <laughs> so it's like someone's calling someone up and being like, I just called to say there are wolves. That's a great concept for a horror film. That could be. <laughs> so, yes, I just called to say I love you by Stevie Wonder. Well, that's cute. That is cute. All right. The one I chose, obviously I chose this band uh, and it's Train. So you cannot go a single Love Songs episode without mentioning Train. Train? Joel? Travis. Is it- Travis. Good oh, job. Hey, we did it again. I, did it again. <laughs> I, I tried to trick you on purpose and you followed my lead. All right. So I'll play the song while I give Joel the, the evil Is line. it Travis or is it Train? It's Travis. Thank you. <laughs> This sounds like every other Travis song you played. Are you sure you haven't played this before? I know you played this song before. Nope, not on the show. If not, not a love not song. On, this one, maybe. on Bacon Sale. On yes. Bacon Sale, probably. You don't even know their names. How can you say their song it sounds the same? T. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So this song is called Sing. This was from their third album, but their first major hit. And this was in 2001. And lyrically, this is a love song discussing uh, the inhibitions of a relationship. Basically, the lead singer... He was dating someone and, and now they're married. And he was noticing that sometimes she was down. She wouldn't really share her emotions, her feelings with him. Uh, but he noticed like when she was in the car, she'd sing, but never with him. And he said, what about letting yourself go? He says, what if you just feel free enough to just cut loose and sing in front of someone you love? Like maybe sometimes you can get the emotions, th- emotions through that way. Mm-hmm. And it really is just like, it's very repetitive, but it's just sing, sing and the love you bring. It won't mean a thing unless you sing. And it's really sweet. That's cute. Yeah. Don't mean to thing unless you got swing, that. Swing. swing. Say doo-wop, doo-wop, doo-wop. All right. Things are about to get emotional in here. Mm. Very emotional with your most emotional love song. Try not to cry, gentlemen. <laughs> oh, okay. This is Hero by Enrique Iglesias. This came out 3rd of September 2001, and I just feel like he sounds like he's crying for most of the song. He always sounds like he's crying. But this song in particular, especially when he's like, I can be a hero, baby. I cry as fake as Zach. Uh, this <laughs> yeah, is, Zach, I'm calling you out. Uh, hero it's by true. Enrique Iglesias. Uh, we, we, had it, we talked about it already on Twitter Winner. Oh, yeah. Because mm. uh, it was that one versus uh, Chad Kroger and Mariah Carey. But I did not use it on a love song one yet. This is from his second English language studio album, Escape, and has sold, the single has sold over 8 million copies worldwide. And I, when I listen to this, it is emotional for him, mm-hmm. 
but also somewhat emotional for me is if it? I sing along with it. You, do you cry? Eh, maybe. Depends if I'm watching the music video or not. Where Because remember, there are two music videos, one where he dies and one yeah. where he doesn't die. If he, it's the die one. I definitely cry. Uh, but I just felt like this has... It's the, he's got this weird trembly breath thing going on and then the almost sound like he's crying. So when I heard most emotional, I don't know if we were referring to the artist or me listening, but since okay. I already cried during the other one, I went with the artist getting emotional during this one. That's a very good choice. Thank you. All right. So I'm going to go hipster. Basically the rest of the show, if that's okay. Oh, no. I that's mean, that's normal. The, the whole second half of the show. So I want to kind of describe this song before I play it. The second half of this song and honestly, just a couple seconds. But it's a singer. His name is Damien Rice. If anyone's very familiar Didn't with Damien Rice. those vampire books? Yeah, and also uh, Aladdin, I think Lion King as yeah, well. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> just rice, just throw gonna, rice we're in just there. confusing people. <laughs> but Damien Rice was one of these early to mid 2000s singers, uh, singer songwriters, who every song is the heaviest song. You may remember uh, Blower's Daughter. How's it going? Uh, and so it is. Dunna, dunna, the blower's daughter. Nope. You probably, if you've seen a TV show, it's been on a TV show because it's one of those like, oh, I've seen a TV show before. That's a, that's a sweet montage. It's a very sweet but overly emotional song. And those are the kind of songs he wrote. So this song is called I Remember. And the first half of the song is Lisa Hannigan, who sang on every single one of his songs. She sings about how she remembers the first time she met this guy. And she remembers what he looked like. Time stood still. It was raining and she remembers the wet of his hair and it was just this beautiful moment. She says, nothing can bring me down. And then at the end of her verse, she says, except you, my love. And so it's this beautiful beginning where it's really quiet and then he jumps in. And honestly, I'd have to play the whole song for you to get really get the emotion, but just to kind of give you a little taste. Come all you lost Dive into moss and hope That my sanity covers the cost to remove the stain of my love and paper mache. I love how Kant has to fully explain it before he even plays it. <laughs> I mean, he, this is an Irish singer, by the way. So it's just everything is really heavy. Everything is very personal. It sounds like Guy in the Corner music, Kent. It is guy in the corner music, but then he starts screaming right after this too, and it is that's this, the guy in corner does. If he does, yeah, basically, attention. it's like fine, we'll give you attention, but he has you like tanked the playlist again. Done. <laughs> oh no, no, Zach, <laughs> you sound like Jake right now. First off, but uh, <laughs> it's it's such a beautiful song. There's so much heart into it, and basically, so she sings about the beginning of the relationship, and he's singing after the relationship is done, mm-hmm. and basically going like, "I'm really sorry," because you can tell he made the mistake. And he just says, like, I want to hear what you have to say about me. And I want to hear how you're going to live without me. And he sounds really angry where she sounds really sweet. And it, ooh, it gets me. And granted, it gets me like in the in the college days when I was like overly emotional. Like, mm. I want to love like that when really it's a really dangerous and toxic thing. But like Twilight. Yeah, like Twilight. Yeah. Zach. That, that's actually a better choice than mine. But no, stop it. No, because I. Because uh, Michael Bay is making a comeback on this on what? The show here. You can't use the same artist twice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I won't Michael be an artist. Ready? Welcome to 1998 Sci-Fi Disaster. Every moment spent with you <laughs> Have we not used this? No. no. And I was shocked. Don't want to close my eyes. I don't want to fall asleep. Because I got heartburn. 
And I don't want to miss You guys are not putting your hearts into this. The Power Ballad was written by Diane Warren, who originally envisioned it would be performed by Celine Dion or somebody like that. Uh, in 1997, Diane Warren was watching Barbara Walters interview James Brolin and Barbara Streisand. Uh, Brolin said he missed Streisand even while they were asleep. So Warren wrote down the words, I don't want to miss a thing before it was even a song. There's a real theme of uh, falling asleep and someone missing her, her staring. Yeah, Lots yeah. Of it's crazy. That's, that's how it happens. Uh, this <laughs> that's song how love happens? Just, <laughs> it's, <laughs> don't sleep. It's one of those songs that I think falls into that category <laughs> of if it comes at on. Last. At last. Uh, it's one of those songs that if it comes on, you're like, this is dumb. And then you end up singing along and you sing along dramatically and as corny as it is, as corny it's, the song is, it's absolutely true. It's total. Yeah. And mind blowing fact, this was Aerosmith's first number one hit. Crazy. So weird. Absolutely crazy. Years, at, decades after they started. And the stock for animal crackers went way up after this song no, came gross. out. No, no, no but, gross. But, but, <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, it just it's it's a strange song. I think it it could fall into some people's like guilty pleasure. It, it's a classic and I'm surprised we haven't talked about it before. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. What as speaking of guilty pleasures, what are your guilty pleasure love songs? Have you never had this category before? Apparently not. That's crazy. This one was tough because I wanted to go with a very familiar pop song. In fact, I had Backstreet Boys here because I was like, wouldn't that be funny? Just have Backstreet Boys. It's and a everyone, guilty pleasure. Everyone knows the song, but then I was reminded Is of, your guilty pleasure a hipster song? Kind of. <laughs> That's uh, not how that works. No. When you hear this song, I mean, I want to explain it first because everyone's going to be really confused, but here we go. This is a Toy Box. It's Toy Box. <laughs> yes, Joel. I mean, I don't know who this band is. I don't have a couple of their albums. Wait, <laughs> is okay. this a love song? Uh, this isn't even Tarzan and Jane. Oh, Tarzan and Jane is a weird song. That's this a song, love song. Kind of. Go cheetah, get banana. Hey monkey, get funky. <laughs> but earth, wind, water, and fire. Zach, if you don't know this song, I, I no. just saved you know, the you know playlist. Toy box? No. Okay, so remember Aqua? Yeah. Remember how when things get popular, it's like some bands are like, hey, we could do that too. Let's just, just do that. Yeah, so this, this is the Kirtland brand this, of Aqua. Danish. <laughs> no, but here's the thing. They're better than Aqua. Sure. This is a Danish bubblegum pop group. English is not their first language, and you no. can tell by the lyrics of their songs. But I'm going to read one of the verses, which I think is so beautiful. So beautiful. And I'm going to try to sing it like just like she does. Oh, no. I love candy. I love sweets. Maybe ice cream, too. Gummy bears and chocolate hearts make me think of you. Open, open sesame. I got goodies coming to <laughs> Honey, honey, peekaboo. I'm in love with you. Oh, man. It's I mean, I laugh because I'm, I'm feeling so much joy. The depth of those lyrics. <laughs> it's amazing. I mean, the first verse is, I love your walk. I love your talk and the things you wear. It's just... I'm pretty sure that was in a Dr. Seuss book I read. <laughs> I think that's where they got the lyrics as well. This is from their 1999 album, Fantastic. And so here's the thing. I got this album as like a gag gift. I think for my birthday, I think I was like yeah, 18 years old. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, thanks a lot. I think we've got it from Hastings or something. I'm like, yeah, I'm never going to listen to this. And every song is amazing. <laughs> and so I listened to it throughout college, kind of like I drive around with girls big. Yeah. Okay, so don't judge me. I play Weezer all the time, but listen to this one. I put it in Toy Box. They're like, <laughs> this is the best thing ever. My best friend. I mean, every song here is great. And 
it's been honestly 15 you're, years you're since the I song my best friend yeah it just you just threw out my best friend there people my best friend people know it's a song oh if you don't know toy He's box my, my best, best friend, friend. <laughs> go watch best, the box okay in the box is music you could tv be that you pay for friend to tickles in my tummy, tummy. oh so yummy yummy yeah you can be my best friend to best friend i can keep going joel I, will you be my Valentine? <laughs> totally. If you're going to play Toy Box. Yeah. Is that not a guilty pleasure? I mean, sure. Yeah. I, is, I would be guilty about that. Yeah. With a big, big house in a big, big car. You guys seem very proud of it, though. <laughs> yeah. Zach, why don't you give us your guilty pleasure? Yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, I don't know if you've noticed, uh, a lot of my songs actually come from movies or were featured in movies. Michael Bay movies. Michael Bay movies, specifically. So it's going to be Shadow of the Day, then? Obviously. Uh, no, this... <laughs> this Much worse. Uh, this was actually featured in two movies in the mid-90s. The light that you shine can be seen. Yep. Oh, yeah. Is this Grace Jones, Lovie and Rose? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Lovie and Rose. <laughs> Somehow a more scary looking film. Um, so this is Kiss from a Rose by Seal, which was first released as a single in July 1994 and included in Never Ending Story 3. And then it was re-released a year later in 1995 as part of the Batman Forever. How would this fit the Never Ending Story franchise? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's much better in Batman Forever. And how it? is there Never Ending Story 3? It's horrible. It's horrible. Is, so that, is that the one with Jack Black? Yeah. 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 It's ridiculous song. And like Is it ridiculous? Na, 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 na. It's ridiculous. Na, 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 but remember walking na, na, around in grocery na, stores na, na, last so, week and hearing this song? Yeah, it's so like cheesy and it feels like a Renaissance fair and it's, but it's I mean this catapulted steel to fame. Like yeah. and for good reason. This was in the era when you had Celine Dion, you had all these divas, and then Steel comes out of nowhere and becomes like this superstar. And yeah. honestly, Superstar with a big, big house and a big, big car. <laughs> he, he makes Batman soundtracks something worth listening to. Yeah. That's why people bought the album. Yeah. Seriously. It, it, and, and Wait, they didn't buy it for you too? Hold me, thrill me, kiss oh, me, kill yeah. me. Yeah, that one too. Yeah, it was that one. The two songs. <laughs> Kent can name all of them because he's listened yeah. to them several I, times. I, I love, I love I that album. I own the soundtrack and I can name every track on there. Just saying. Yeah. Uh, which one's better, Batman and Robin or Batman Forever? Oh, Batman, Batman and Robin. Forever, definitely. Batman and Robin. They have Batman no and Robin. Love. No, Batman and Robin has the two. Uh, yeah, the Smashing Pumpkins. The, Smashing Pumpkins the beginning songs. is the, the end. Is the beginning is the end. Absolutely great. Save it for our Batman soundtrack. Batman and Robin's better, for sure. The soundtrack or the movie? Both. Oh, lies. Wow. Lies. No, no. But this song, it's it's cheesy and it's stupid and. It came out when I was like super young, right? And so I'm like, oh, that song's the worst. And I listen to it now. One. Yeah, <laughs> mom, one. that's overplaying. This, I don't <laughs> like this choice. I'm gonna meet a guy named Kent and listen to hipster music. Yeah, um, it, but it, it, I'm honestly, gonna listen to Euro Trash with Kent. <laughs> <laughs> you are Joel. I am. It's one of those songs that I'm like, ugh, I like it. Yeah. It's fun. <laughs> that's great. I sing along to it every time. I don't know the and nobody knows the words. Yeah. Baby. Yes. It's kiss like, from a rose. Everybody you, turns into you Eddie mumbled Vedder. rose. That's part of the title, Zach. <laughs> oh, no. I never realized. Kiss from a oh, rose. sounds dirty. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What do you got? Kiss Joel? from a hobo in well, Spain. Uh, this episode <laughs> this episode has been uh, many firsts yeah. for us here. Uh, first time of uh, Zach participating on the show. Thank mm-hmm. you. Uh, first time of the moderator uh, joining in full for this episode. Thank you. And the first repeat of a song. What? What? Yeah. Yeah, you did. I like both your guilty pleasures. <laughs> but I am not alone in thinking that this is kind of a nah, song. It's kind of ridiculous. Seal, when he wrote it, he was not happy. He said he was embarrassed by it, and he, quote, threw the tape in the corner. What? And then in 2015, years after the song was a huge 
huge hit. He said, I was never really that proud of it, though I like what Trevor, the producer, did with the recording. He turned that tape from uh, my corner into another 8 million record sales, and my name became a household name. Yeah. He married Heidi Klum because of this song. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. Right. Uh, Also, regarding the lyrics, if you've ever read them, like, for example, I'm just going to read some samples here. To me, you're like a growing addiction that I can't deny. Won't you tell me is that healthy, baby? But did you know that when it snows, my eyes become large and the light that you shine can't be seen? Is that Edgar Allan Poe? I don't understand why a large eye couldn't see something light. You, but You know what's really funny about this? I, I forgot to read my chosen lyric, and uh, it was that exact same one. Of course. Because <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> but then he says, but, but did you know when it snows? snows my uh, eyes become... No. <laughs> but he talked about it, and he said, Seal said, I have avoided explaining these lyrics for over 25 years. I am not going to start doing it now. Because there's no explanation. There's no explanation. Yeah, it's and nonsense. yet I like this song. Say no to drugs. And yet you like it, right? And yet I like it's, it. It's ridiculous. Well, it's funny because if you guys liked this in 95, everyone would be like, yeah, it's on the radio. But now, 17 years later, it's now a guilty pleasure. Yeah. But like a Renaissance fair, guilty pleasure, right? Yeah, yeah. Nah, or grocery store, Muzak. All right, we're to our final category. We're, we're almost done. And it's going to be an epic one. We're going with best power ballad. And uh, we could do a whole show on power ballads. We really could. There's yeah, so yeah. many. This is a power ballad that was written. Well, it was an attempt to write the most passionate and romantic song ever created. Uh, I honestly think they succeeded here. Have we not used this one? No, it's crazy. We used. I know we used the entire world go on. Did on. on it's powerful. It's power ballad. Are you kidding me? The the beginning was. No, I get it. So epic. But it's also just Celine Dion music. It's it. When I think uh, power ballads, just Celine Dion music. Yeah, yeah. It's Says I, the I, toy box fan. I said what I said. <laughs> yeah, are you? Thinking, I said what I said. <laughs> you thinking what rock bands or something? Yeah, I'm thinking no, about this, rock bands. This is 100% a power ballad. It's it is nothing but soul and passion and power and, uh, and I mean I get what you're saying. A ridiculous amount of emotion. I actually originally had this in the most emotional category, but I I wanted it for power ballad because uh, you know it it really does convey intense feeling through song. You know, originally Meatloaf wanted to do this song. It makes sense. Uh, he Sounds wanted like to do it for years. But uh, the writer, uh, Jim Steinman, saw it as a woman's song. And actually, there was like legal court stuff involved. A court movement prevented Meatloaf from recording it. So the girl group Pandora's Box went on to record it in 1989. And it subsequently was made famous by a cover from Celine Dion in 1996. Such a good cover. Oh, yeah. Such a good song. It's become a meme now, too. Yeah. Well, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. It's great. It's a power ballad. It's powerful. It's, it's nice. Zach, Stop. Zach. It's sweet. I'm disappointed in you. Why? I'm not disappointed in your song. That is a fantastic a great song. song. I'm disappointed in you personally. That I didn't pick something? That you didn't pick a Michael Bay directed music video. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. Michael Bay directed the music video for I Would Do Anything for Love, but I don't, but I won't do that. Speaking of Meatloaf, by Meatloaf. Yeah, you said that. I'm like, here comes my lead in. Yep. So this song, uh, written by Jim Simon and recorded by Meatloaf with Lorraine Crosby. Now, Lorraine Crosby is not the woman in the music video. Okay. That is a model named Dana Patrick who mimicked the vocals. And in fact, she was contacted by a bunch of producers after because they thought she was the one singing the vocals. But uh, this music, this song uh, is 
such a power ballad because it's I mean the full version like there's a there's a 12 minute version yeah. of the song I'm I'm more in the kind of the single version that the the five minute version or maybe the six minute there's version. there's like a seven and a half minute version of that's the, of, the music video seven minute but this, the video version is like this weird beauty and the beast phantom of the opera conglomeration there's vampires a long version, involved there's a long version of the song I picked too maybe it's a Jim Steinman thing it could be yeah uh, but this is, is Power Ballad. It literally calls it a Power Ballad. It was a commercial success reaching number one in 28 countries. So good. Certified platinum. Uh, Meatloaf's first and only number one single on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. This was everywhere in 1993 when it came out. And I think it is it is a, such a good song. And, I, and it was weird because uh, Meatloaf having recently passed away, mm-hmm. I wonder. I was like, man, would I have picked this if, if he wasn't recently on my mind? And I'm like, I totally Totally. Would've. This is a great song. My question is, what is that? Aha! Meatloaf claimed that the question, what is that, is one of the most popular questions he ever asked, and that he believes it's completely unambiguous because if you listen to the verses, he leads up to it every time where he talks about all this stuff, and then at the end he'll say something, and then he's saying, I won't do that, that last thing that he was talking about. In particular, there's a part when... uh, There's a part when the woman is singing, and she says, uh, family-friendlying it, uh, sooner or later, you'll be messing around. Mm-hmm. And he says, I won't do that. Nobody says, I will do anything for love, but I won't. It seems like a contradiction then. No, but then like, if you look at the lyrics, there is a structure where he'll talk about all these different things. Yeah. And the last thing he talks about before the before the chorus starts up is the thing oh, he's not going to okay, do. Okay. So it kind of changes. That's there. what he says. I yeah. thought it was like a foot rub thing. Like, I would you do anything do that? for love, but I would I won't I would, do that. I won't do that. <laughs> there I, won't are cu- I won't cut your toenails for Boundaries you. Boundaries are right? healthy within a relationship. Absolutely. Just letting you know. Ladies, no toenail cutting. All right? <laughs> no. But no, like, uh, there, like, I have an example right here. He would say the things he would do for love, like, I'd run right into hell and back, followed by a promise of something he will not do. I'll never forget the way you feel right now. Oh, no. I'll do anything for love, but I won't do that. So I won't right. forget him. I like that. Uh, by the way, the uh, music video... Uh, cost about $4 million is what I was reading. This is an expensive music video. So, yeah, I would do anything with love by Meatloaf. Very good, and actually a power, power ballad, which uh, is nice. Oh, come so, on. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to follow Joel's lead there with my choice. Oh. Yeah. I mean, just a couple seconds of the 8 minutes, 47 seconds song. Not as long as the long version of I Will Do Anything for Love. No. But we have Guns N' Roses with November Rain. This song, this is also devastating. This could have picked in devastating because for some reason... Uh, hard to dance to, devastating. It's all there. Emotional. It's it's every... It's guilty pleasure. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, it's not a guilty pleasure. This is yeah, yeah, yeah. Because by imagine? the end, it's like... Hold on. Uh, this is though like Zach, I need you as a choir to come into the You don't know this song? Don't know this song. Are you kidding me? Uh-huh. November Rain. I don't like Guns N' Roses. Ah! <laughs> Who are you? Like you it. killed Joel. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Joel. Guns N' Roses is one of the greatest rock bands ever, Zach. This is one of the best uh, power ballads and or rock songs of all time. It's so good. And but Ken's exactly right that it has it has so many different movements, Zach. It's kind of like a, a Rush song. Oh, now I like it. Uh, but it has so many different movements that you're like slow dancing on part, and then it starts getting heavy, and you're like, oh, I don't know how to dance this yeah. anymore. You just have to give up. <laughs> yeah, because by the end, it becomes a slash solo, which makes it so incredibly epic. Yeah. Uh, the song is weird because it's eight minutes of misery, basically, because, and even the music, we talk about music videos a little bit. This is a very iconic music video with a really tragic story in the video. Tragic-ish. But it's kind of confusing, too. It, it's like, very Even confusing. Slash said, I have no idea what's going on. He yeah. just told me to do this. 
Yeah, good call. So, but it, the song itself, it's basically it goes from despair to hope because he, he's basically holding out for love that he may never get back. And he says it's hard to hold a candle in the cold November rain, and November rain being the love she doesn't have for him. It, you know, and a candle's going to go out. But then at the end, I mean, it, granted, it takes a while to get there, but he says uh, nothing lasts forever, even cold November rain. Yeah. And that's kind of when she turns and it becomes a, you know, a relationship of sorts. Yeah. But just the song, it takes such a journey. It is one of those that you have to listen from start to finish. Good wow. luck. That's next a 10 fantastic minutes. choice. Yeah, yeah. I, I love it. I was worried we were all going to pick the same ballad, so I'm glad that we, we chose different ones. Yeah. The fact that we only matched up one time. Just crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Over a hundred songs now yeah. that we've done for this. It's insane. Is that the last one? That was it. We're done so for the there show. You go. We that hope was, that was our dozen roses. We hope you enjoy the, the dozen roses of Love Fest here on Bacon Sale. And let us know your picks that you would have picked for each one of these categories. Or if we haven't used a love song yet in the past three, you know, this is the third episode. Save it for if next year. If we still haven't uh, chosen your favorite, let us know what it is. We may put it in our, our uh, reserve for next there time. There are still so many songs. It's, it's almost like music is based around love. Maybe. Right? Almost. Maybe. Love and hate. Like yeah. 80, 80% yeah. of uh, it's love. I'm just happy that none of us have ever used Taylor Swift. Oh, I was about to. Oh, okay. Yeah. Save it for next time. I was going to. Why would you bring that up I know, right I'm here sorry. at the end? Yeah. But we hope you have a lovely Valentine's Day and spend it with those that you love or with yourself and all your self-worth. Mm -hmm. Did that good, Ken? Yeah, that's good. Okay, that good. That's good. Yeah. We'll share a Papa Murphy's pizza. <laughs> Please don't. But before we go, we want to thank a couple of uh, categories of patron. I mean, we love all of our patrons, but we're going to give some specific love to the I Am The Listener category, which features Lady Terry A. Finley, Shannon West, Chris Drought, Sean Sanquist, Jennifer Kilkowski, Braden Winterton, Alicia Bass, Glow Clan Daniel, Sir and Madam Hicks, Adam and Rachel Crump, Allison Gall, Rocky and Steph, Scott Sprague, Jake the Cooler King Swallow, Andrew in the Dark, Casey Cummings, Johnny English Brick 4, Standing By, Ryan and Marley, and Debbie Foster. Then we have our Bacon Council, which features Nicole sitting in the Sinbin Hale, the one, the only Chris Anderson, Stephen Ross, Her Royal Highness Jessica Terry, our favorite couple, the Madsons, Bacon Council member Kyler, and Beaker. Thank yeah, you, patrons. Thank you, patrons. We love you, and we love you, the listener. L-U-V. Thank you for listening to Bacon Sale and for spreading the good word of Bacon Sale. Be sure to check out our Spotify playlist, especially if you're on a date. Magic will happen whenever it's not one of Kent's picks. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to find me, you can find me at 76Joel on Twitter. I'll be spreading the love there. Or you can find me performing with QuickWits. They perform at the Mid Performing Arts Center. For more details, go to qwcomedy.com or go to the QuickWits Facebook page. If you want to find me on Twitter or Instagram, it's at Kenny3DD. If you want to read my movie, Reviews at showtimeshowdown.com. If you want to tell me your favorite love songs in person and get a haircut, go to go to blakesbarbershop.com or you can stop by social media. I'm at, at Tumbling Mustard on Twitter and Instagram. While you're doing that, make sure you're also following Bacon Sale. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and like that Facebook page and then it's at Bacon Sale on Twitter and Instagram. You can also participate in being a billboard for Bacon Sale by going to tpublic.com slash bacon sale where you can get yourself a t-shirt, a mug, a pillow, all sorts of fun stuff. And then if you like the show, you like what's going on here, and you want to support us further, go to patreon.com slash bacon sale, where support starts at just $3 a month. Though might I recommend the $8 a month tier is quite fun. Uh, you can get all sorts of bonuses throughout Patreon, including behind the scenes, behind the bacon notes and spreadsheets mm -hmm. and pictures and all sorts of fun stuff like that. Um, uh, we recently posted pictures of us having a, our sleepover photo shoot <laughs> that uh, were just something. Uh, but once again, patreon.com slash bacon sale. So until next time, we were so happy to share our love songs with you at last. <laughs> Thank you.
What? I heard mouth sounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mouth sounds. Mouth sounds the radio. No. Yeah, right. Why would you buy them the day of? They're so expensive. Buy them the day after. They're much cheaper. <laughs> Romance is back because of bacon sale. Oh, cancel nose the nose flute. On the first song, no, you bust out the nose flute. Oh, oh for Journey, all day. <laughs> I'm doing terrible version. Falsetto guitar. We have to for this show. <laughs> love in the room. Do not deny the love in the room. For you are mine at last. Whoa! Yeah. Uh, Got a little uh, creepy there at the end the there, buddy. On the skin. You are mine. <laughs> Still loving the room. Still loving the room. <laughs> this is the episode people listen to on dates, guys. Oh, Don't do that. Dating. Or not dating. If you're single, it's cool. Let's be all happy to know. <laughs> Speaking of German, Krankenwagen. Das She parlays the Francais? Si. You're not an ugly crier, you're just an insincere crier. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Where are you? And I'm so sorry. I can't sleep. I cannot dream tonight. That should be everyone's alarm clock. Oh my gosh. Well, but it's being sincere. Therapy helped. That was weird. That is never described. What is that? Describing it's the what they thing want. that Meatloaf won't do. Y-E-Y-E. Y-E. When I talk to my sleep, I talk to the monsters crawling on the floor. So, <laughs> And she, she'd think you were cheating on Uh-oh. Chloe Kardashian's hands? What? <laughs> I just called to say, there are wolves. Yeah. Kids get emotional. Uh, He's getting a Joel. And the stock for animal crackers went way up after this song no, came gross. out. No, no, no gross. Bleh, bleh, bleh. <laughs> I mean, I don't know who this band is, and I don't have a couple of their al- al- albums. Tickles in, in my tummy. tummy. Oh, so yummy, yummy. Yeah, you can be my best friend too. Best, best friend. <laughs> Ladies, no toenail cutting. Oh, it's you. Oh, oh. Yeah. I forgot how show works. Edit this out, Kent. <sighs> Kent. Hi. You didn't last time tell us what, what you were wearing. wearing. Wearing or watching? Wearing. Both. Or when watching. When you're editing this, tell us what you're wearing and what you're watching. You'll be in Alaska. I would Do you like want to know. know? Yeah, $55 sweats.